Hello, friends, and welcome to a fresh new episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, an organization that partners with burdened and exhausted leaders to equip them with the perspective and tools they need to lead with health, clarity, and confidence. And this podcast is one of the ways we try to equip leaders just like you. The leaders are most often known for their mouths, not their ears. I don't know about you, but for me, there are times where I read a book and I think, this was good. I got some good nuggets out of it, and I'm glad I read it. But there have been other times where I read a book and I think to myself, wow, this one stings. This one got up in my grill. This book was convicting, but I'm better because of it. Well, that's what I felt when I recently finished the book by Kate Murphy titled, You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters. I picked up the book because it was referenced in a conversation with Christian Snedeker, one of the leaders I have the privilege of coaching. It sounded interesting in our conversation, so I thought I'd pick it up, and I'm glad I did. To be honest with you, I thought I was a fairly good listener and believed that there's always room to improve, so I thought, you know, let me read the book. But oh boy, after finishing this book, I realized I have much more to go in my growth as a listener. And I want to use this podcast to pass along several thoughts and insights from the author, Kate Murphy. And then I want to ask you a few questions to reflect upon your own leadership. Well, Kate opens the book by asking this question, when was the last time you really listened to someone? Really listened without thinking about what you wanted to say next, without glancing down at your phone, and without jumping in to offer your opinion? In modern life, we're encouraged to listen to our hearts, listen to our, our voices, uh, listen to our guts. And rarely are we encouraged to listen carefully with the intent to truly listen to other people. We are groomed to lead a conversation rather than to follow it because value is placed on what you project, not on what you absorb. But listening to others is not valued in our culture, and yet... As you and I know, it is so crucial in making connections with other people and connecting with others is crucial to leadership. How many times have you thought to yourself, that leader needs to stop talking and start listening more? Admittedly, I've thought about that many times with other people, but there are a lot of bad listening behaviors that we can fall back into if we're not careful. Interrupting, responding vaguely or a little illogically to what something has to what has been said, looking at our phone, fidgeting. How about the, yeah, yeah, I got it syndrome? Maybe we've done that before. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Let me finish your sentence. And so we jump to conclusions about people before we know who they really are. And we jump in to interrupt them before we let them finish. You know, this book really helped me realize that there may be people, maybe many people who have also thought or who currently think that I'm not a great listener either. It was President Calvin Coolidge who said, no man ever listened to himself out of a job. Now, there are some professions where listening is uh, required. Spies, priests, psychotherapists, bartenders, hostage negotiators, hairdressers, air traffic controllers, radio producers, focus group moderators. But if we're leaders... We are in a calling that necessitates that we listen well. Now, here's the problem. Listening takes a lot of effort. 
Here are some key insights of listening that I gleaned from the book. That listening is more of a mindset than a checklist of do's and don'ts. Listening, more than any other activity, plugs you into life. That hearing is not the same thing as listening, but rather it's a forerunner. Hearing is passive. Listening is active. Understanding is the goal of listening, and it takes a lot of effort. To listen well is to figure out what's on someone else's mind and to demonstrate that you care enough to want to know. It's the experience of being experienced. It's when someone takes an interest in who you are and what you're doing. And I love what Kate said about this. She said, listening is a matter of you deciding that you don't need to worry about what to say next, which then allows someone else's opinions and ideas to get past your border defenses. It's recognizing and resisting the mental side trips, and it's what frees you up in order to be able to inhabit someone else's story. Listening, she says, requires more than anything else, curiosity. The most valuable lesson that the author said that she learned as a journalist is that everybody is interesting if you ask the right questions. If someone is dull or uninteresting, it's on you. Here are two helpful metaphors that stuck out from the book with me. She said, when someone says something to you, it's as if they're tossing you a ball. And not listening, or only half listening, is like keeping your arms pinned to your sides and looking away as the ball sails right past you and bounces away. She also used the metaphor that it's like holding a cup in front of you when you listen to others. And it's wanting others to fill your cup up and not not to put anything in their cup. I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, Several episodes ago on this podcast, we talked about Project Aristotle, which was a group, uh, a a research group that was uh, done within Google, where they examined 180 of Google's best employee teams, three years of collecting data, millions of dollars, and they finally came to some conclusions. And they found the most productive teams are the ones where members spoke in roughly the same proportion. In other words, Successful teams, they found in their data, were teams that listened to one another, where members took turns. They heard one another out. They paid attention to nonverbal cues. They picked up on unspoken thoughts and feelings. There was a famous story by Lady Randolph Churchill, Winston Churchill's mother, and she described dining separately with arch rivals, British politicians Benjamin Disraeli and William Gladstone. She said, when I left the dining room after sitting next to Gladstone, I thought he was the cleverest man in all of England. But when I sat next to Disraeli, I left feeling I was the cleverest woman. You know, people tend to regret not listening more than listening. And people tend to regret saying things more than not saying things. When something wonderful or terrible happens to you, what's your first instinct? It's probably to tell someone. But when we're too busy to listen, when we look at our phones or jump in too soon with our opinions or we make assumptions, we prevent others' thoughts and emotions from being genuinely expressed. Listening is often regarded as talking's meek counterpart, but it's actually the more powerful position in communication because you learn when you listen. Listening takes effort. Understanding and intimacy must be earned. What we all want most in life, to understand and be understood, only happens when we slow down and take the time to listen. There's a quote she includes from 
Henry David Thoreau that said, the greatest compliment that was ever paid me was when one person asked me what I thought and attended to my answer. I want to just leave you with a few questions for reflection here just as we close. Who do you believe is a good listener? Who truly listens to you? Who comes to your mind? And as you think about that person, what do they do or not do in conversation with you that makes you feel listened to, makes you feel known and affirmed? If you could stop doing one thing in conversation this week with others that would help you become a better listener, what would it be? And if you could begin doing one thing in conversation with others this week that would help you be a better listener, what could that be? Here's the challenge I want to leave you with today. And this challenge will require a great deal of courage. And it's this. I challenge you. Ask a trusted friend or family member if they think you're a good listener. And listen, truly listen to their answer. And then ask them, if I could improve in one area, one specific practical area that I could grow in as a listener, to be a better listener, what would it be? And whatever they say, repeat back to them to make sure you caught it and then write it down. I'm going to engage in that challenge with you this week as well. Well, I'm deeply grateful for Kate Murphy's book. It's been a window to help me see the world, but maybe more importantly, it's been a mirror to hold up to see my own life and leadership with a bit more clarity and to challenge me to be a better listener. The book stung a little bit, but I needed it. I want to grow to be a better listener because that's crucial to leadership. Because being a good leader, a good listener creates connection with others. And when connection happens, trust is deepened. And trust, as you know, leaders, is the fuel in which the leadership engine runs. Well, thank you for taking time out of your day today, whatever you may be doing to be with me today. I hope that this has added value and perspective to you as you reflect upon your own leadership. I'm also thankful for this podcast and its producer, Joel Imbauen, founder of On a Limb Productions. As always, you can check out his great work at onalimproductions.com. By the way, Joel is a great listener. Thanks, Joel, for being a great friend and a good listener in all that you do. Will leaders be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry? Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, there's always room to improve in our listening. Put your bowl across the table to others, your cup, and look to have it filled up without adding anything into theirs. When someone throws you the ball in conversation, pick up your arms, catch it, and throw it back to them. Hope you have a great week. 